0: Star
1: Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. So GLAAD released their Studio Responsibility Index in which they basically took a survey, so to speak, of representation on film mm-hmm. and in television over the last uh, year or so. And they found some very positive things. mm mm-hmm. um, they found that there were 20 LGBTQ-inclusive films released in 2018. 10 films featured more than 10 minutes of screen time for lesbians and gay characters. There were 45 LGBTQ characters in okay. yeah. the, t- the movies in 2018. So some really positive stuff. Wait, wait. There was- 20 doesn't... I mean,
2: I get that that's positive, but, like, there's, like, at least, like, 10 movies released a week.
1: How many weeks are there in a year? Oh, I mean, isn't there really yeah. like that's a lot? Like, that doesn't it, seem like a lot. Maybe not. I mean, I, mean, I think... You know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess when you think across the board there were seven and... films last week I didn't want to see that were released. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe it's specific. I, I don't
0: know. Yeah. Well, I mean, needless to say I was going to bring this up later, but I could bring it up now. I mean, I'm a big one on, you know, proportional representation. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And gay people only do make up about 4 or 5% of the population. Uh, so 10 per, 10%. Yeah, that's not true.
1: <laughs> 4 to 5? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like what is the cens- what 5%. does the last
0: census indicate? My understanding is the census and like polling, like
2: polling numbers usually show between four and five, which I mean, Wait and you can always buffer that because there is a margin of error. And there's also a buffering sure. of like people who don't respond, people who respond not necessarily accurately. Sure. Um, so you could probably say in the seven percent range, gay people that either didn't respond or were afraid to say that they were.
1: So do I feel like we live in wait do no, I just, feel
2: you, you just buy into the whole 1 in 10 theory
1: or or do I or do I surround myself with enough gay content and people Well, you sit that on 48 I... dicks a week <laughs> I mean so your unhinged. world is very much 100%. <laughs>
2: do I <laughs> Honestly I've even
0: seen statistics that show like gay people living in big cities like LA and New York only comprise something like 12% of the population yeah. which is obviously larger than 10, but, I mean, imagine, I mean, these are cities that are literally magnets for gay
2: people. Right. But but you also have, like, when we talk about representation in media and then proportional representation that's out there, you know, marginalized communities are vastly underserved and unknown in this country in a lot of ways, and getting hard numbers on the amount that exists in this country is very, very difficult. Yes, And so, you know, yeah, it's good that there are 20 films that have a bunch of gay people in it. I love that. Or were inclusive in some capacity. I'm assuming that four of those are Marvel films because of the outfits. Right. (laughs) Um, But uh, but, I mean that's great but it also like is it proportional? I don't know if twenty yeah, is proportional because if there are if there I are four hundred films released in a year. Twenty is definitely not proportional. Well, I don't twenty think. would be right. around five percent. Oh, would it be? I'm bad at math. Yeah. So.
1: The, the bad news in particular was for trans characters that right. there was no. There, they said there wasn't one single trans character in a major studio release. LGBT representative LGBTQ representation for kids remains pretty dismal because none of the animated family films released by major studios had characters that were in that category. But at the same time, Elsa's pretty gay. Elsa, Elsa from Frozen. Yeah. Uh, Oh, is she? she, No, I don't know if she is, but she's pretty gay. Oh. Mm. Well, I was gonna. I wanted to kick it to you to talk about how while that was the 2018. Uh, summary so to speak Um, it there has been in the past couple weeks a lot of uh, or a lot again in terms of Brent, what's the term Proportional? proportional? Proportional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in terms of that, there's been a big upswing in some, like,
0: gay... We should wait. Next time he does that, let's let him guess what yeah. the word is. The proportional... beads of sweat.
1: <laughs> proportional actually... representation, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's that line from the Golden Girls? <clears throat> oh, that explains the beads of sweat. The couple things happened in the last few weeks, which is interesting. Yeah. One of which was that there was a same-sex wedding on the show Arthur. Oh, that's The right. Arthur the Aardvark.
2: <laughs> I didn't even know that show was still on. Uh,
1: Neither I did either.
0: I. I didn't either. I don't love the animation on that show. Oh. It's a little too ratty for it's, my taste. I really don't have an opinion about it. I, I don't know. have an opinion
1: about the I animation just, I've style. I've always yeah. found
0: Arthur a little, a little bizarre, a little creepy. Do you, he's an aardvark, right? Yeah. I thought he was a monkey. Do mm. your, your, your niece and nephew a watch? I don't know. I don't think they watch... Uh, I don't think they watch him. What's his name? Arthur. Arthur. Uh, and they don't even like Sesame Street that much, which bums oh, me. Yeah. You can only watch it on HBO. Get out. See, uh, 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 yeah, well, they've got HBO money, though.
1: Oh, good else. for them. Sesame Street was, I think, always ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um For me certainly as a kid, I was obsessed with it and my mom is my parents like say that the reason that I was I was reading by the time I was three Mm -hmm. and it was because of Sesame Street. Mm -hmm. With that being said, Do you think she's lying to you? No. I mean I I was
2: I always assume that when my mom says I was special at something as a kid, she's probably lying. Mm -hmm. I mean, they
1: all they talk about was how special I was. So Yeah,
0: well, I mean that is a parent's job. So this is something that (laughs) this is something I found interesting. I have noticed over the last few months that in particular, in pharmaceutical commercials, mm. gay characters have started popping
2: up. Like, gay people, gay couples are popping up way more really, frequently. Really commercials across the board. Not yeah. even just pharmaceutical. We're talking, like, major brands. Oh, you son of a bitch. I'm just saying it's very much oh, it's, not proportional. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's always interesting to me. I guess this is,
0: this is what I go to when I see a commercial that features a gay person. Commercials, to me, are brute efficiency, right? They are, they are trying to convey a message and or trying to uh elicit a response elicit a response from yeah. a certain group. Mm-hmm. So I am always intrigued as to why a company will include a gay person in it. Is it just they because get they diarrhea want too, to see too. case in point <laughs> right is it just because they want to see uh they want to seem inclusive to mm. the world which is a, a good thing or is it that they're they're actually marketing towards gay gay
2: people You know oh, what's I interesting what I'm sorry no, what's please, interesting go. about that is um Cut back to 2004 when, uh, you know, anti-gay marriage um, amendments were going across Mm -hmm. state constitutions across the country. And uh, it really was a cold, dark place for a lot of gay people because, you know, there was a federal election that essentially or a a national election Mm -hmm. that essentially said you're not worthy. And it was the responsibility and there was a really amazing article i forget where i read it but like between that period and 2012 when marriage was legalized there was you could see you could track corporate responsibility taking an active step in um becoming more opening or more open and more accepting of lgbt people on yeah. a public sense and then changing since states weren't doing it, changing their own corporate responsibility sort of, you know, uh, standards to say queer people are accepted here, trans people are accepted here. And that normalized, I think, for a lot of people working for these companies, but also visually seeing the content sure. on television, that that it is kind of normal. that, And that is a corporate... Yes, that is a corporate political message that they're making, but it also is something that's saying, we are an inclusive brand, come to us. Yeah. And some people argue that that is what really led to marriage equality was, or at least to acceptance of gay marriage. And mm-hmm. the growing acceptance mm-hmm. of gay marriage yeah, was through acceptance corporate it. acceptance it's,
1: actual representation. Yeah. It hap- just happens to be it's through a corporate representation. It's
2: different when a politician forces you to think something or say something, yes. but when Target says, or Target has a picture in their store of two men shopping for, like, you know gummy vitamins like yeah. that that subliminally i think makes a point to someone who never would have thought about that mm-hmm. yeah
1: and now now that we're in an, and, and to Brent, to your point i think it is i don't think it's a matter of them trying to um appeal to a gay audience i think it is to say we're we're uh, inclusive mm-hmm. and that's promoting that message and it and i hope that, that appeals to the masses like I hope that that has mm-hmm broad appeal rather than niche appeal. My favorite thing, and this is only really for people who
2: live in Los Angeles, sorry, but like when I see commercials, uh, mm-hmm. those like pharmaceutical commercials, and we see people, actors that we kind of know in sure. the commercials, <laughs> yeah. and we know that they're big old homosexuals, <laughs> but yet they're acting all straight. Like, Wait, have being, you seen someone uh-huh, on commercial? Not on grind, or someone I know who is gay, uh-huh. um, who is in this like really popular co- pharmaceutical commercial about like IBS or something. Yeah. And he's like being brought home to his girlfriend's family, and they're all like laughing and swinging on a tree thingy. Yeah. and like doing the whole thing. When in reality, it's like
1: you're a big homo,
2: and I love it. I
0: love it. Uh, it makes me so happy. I've always had this fear. I've always had a fear that, like, I don't do commercial auditions anymore, but uh, I did in New York, and I was, you were a car I was in a car commercial. I wasn't a Lexus in Acura. baby, Acura. Acura, only
2: the best for our brand with Gor- Gordon, Chef Gordon, Gordon Ramsay. Um,
0: did he yell but, at you? Uh, I I always was afraid that uh, I would get cast in a commercial, and then I would show up, and they're like, "Hey, so we kind of just like retooled." Uh, what we need you to do so you're no longer a chef we just need you to dance on camera for 20 <laughs> minutes because you ever seen those commercials where like there will be someone like just dancing for no reason it's yeah, like an, yeah. one of these upbeat it's a cell phone commercial or whatever and you're like i would blow oh, my no. brain and there's an i'm sorry uh, i was gonna say there's one other one right now where there's this a beautiful older woman and she's in a commercial for like
1: Bladder leakage pads, <laughs> dude. That's literally what I was going to tell you. Yeah, my favorite commercials are the ones where middle-aged women dance, and it's a commercial for bladder for boys <laughs> pads or bladder leakage right, they're pads. They're always no. dancing.
2: My two favorite commercials <laughs> of all—that's
1: literally what was I was going to <laughs> yeah. say.
2: All time. Oh, bitch. Of all time, are the um, I don't know even what it was advertising, but it was the one of the the you know older women sitting on a couch, being like, "I'm gonna put this on my wall," and she's sticking things actually on the wall, mm-hmm. and the one woman's like, "This isn't how that works." This isn't how any of this works. Oh yeah, it's such that was a great smart commercial. commercial. And then the other one is the Pepto: nausea, <laughs> heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, <laughs> diarrhea. I love that song. I love that song. <clears throat> I will
0: sing that. song. I want song. that to be
2: my. I want. I want to sing that like as Sadie Pines in a drag the number. The
0: country western version. You should. Yes. The country western version. I. I've. I've thought about downloading. I that
2: have song. downloaded every single version of that song. It is I have. on my Dropbox. Lip sync <laughs> under on, lip sync
0: <laughs> on my iPod. There are a couple songs from commercials. There is. I have a song on my iPod, which is from a Sob commercial two thousand. Shut up! I'm not kidding.
1: I got. It. Wait, is it was a Is it I a real it song Napster. or a sob? Sa- a Saab- like a sob. I
0: think it was for. I think it was just for the soft oh, okay. commercial. No, and no. you downloaded it off of Napster. Napster. In back in You do yeah. love
1: commercial songs. I Upset love stomach Diary. Like
0: offbeat commercial. It's. I mean, it's not like every. It's not like I have a million, but like every once month in a while. So good. One
1: will like make you tear up. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, just to circle us back for a
0: <laughs> second. Linzess, <laughs> Linzess. There's a one with Linzess with a great cello solo. Anyway, go Ooh. ahead.
1: Um, anyway, with that all being said. Uh, what do you guys think about the idea of there needing to be more representation for—should there be more representation? How, how much—you know, I mean, from our perspective, you know, we're so aware of the new need for diversity in acro- across the board in entertainment. Yeah. So when it comes to diversity, you know, it does feel like it's been a lot of, um, you know, more along the lines of race and creed and background. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sexuality kind of comes in second, um, and and I wonder if that's a problem or if that, you know, if that. No, I don't. I mean, I, I I don't think that's a problem. I I don't think I don't
2: necessarily like looking at diversity in terms of a ranked order of what's more important. I, I, I never have really understood that, even though I do think that there are certain groups that are receiving more hatred in mm-hmm. this country and mm-hmm. are more marginalized than other groups. But I don't think we do any good by debating which ones are worse, mm-hmm. because it's just at the end of the day, we should be supporting all different types of voices and opinions to exist and coexist in many different formats, both personally, commercially, and interpersonally. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we should just accept that... Sometimes in a commercial, there are going to be – there's going to be a a lesbian couple and one is going to be white and one is going to be black. And in other commercials, we have to accept that there's going to be an interracial couple. And none of this is weird or different or or anything. You know, it's just sort of – and nor should we have more of any one or the other. We should just have a a rainbow uh, diversity. It requires,
1: requires, like, exactitude to make that happen, though. What do you mean by that? It requires – it requires people to say we need to have this on camera. we need to have this in the room like the, it it requires people to actually make the decision rather than just to like it it would be nice if it were easy and across the board, people were able to just are you
2: talking about corporates intending on saying like everybody. I want a lesbian couple in this commercial
1: yeah when it when it comes to planning this stuff, producing this stuff, whether it's commercials, whether it's TV shows, whether it's a writing room mm-hmm. it is a an, a tactical thing now to have to think about it and make sure to even the playing field. Mm-hmm. And I wish it I mean, I I'd also wish it were more inherent, but unfortunately that's what it takes. I don't I don't know if I necessarily think it's as tactical as you as you
2: say, only because yeah, I do think from the outside it does look very sort of like we needed a black writer, we needed a female writer, we needed this. And I do think that does happen. I'm sure that happens. But I also think, I think fundamentally people are good and open at heart. And and yes, people sort of live the reflection of the life that they've only know and see. So it's the world and they see the world in which they've lived. That said, I do think that a lot of places they just they think, OK, well, like in a writer's room, for example, fundamentally, you need funny people. They have to be talented and funny. And that can come in many different voices. And then the second step from that is saying, OK, Maybe I know how a white guy is going to respond to the situation, but I really want to know how a black woman's going to respond to the situation. And it's not so much tactical that you need a black woman, it's that you need that perspective. You it's it's to better tell a story rather than the need just for a black woman. But
1: it doesn't come I in think st- some do- people would disagree with you online though. Yeah, think, it, it doesn't come sure. in second anymore, it comes in first.
2: Well, I, I I where it comes in is where it comes in. I'm just saying yeah. that I don't think necessarily it's this sort of The checklist of uh, minorities that people need necessarily I I do think it happens but I I hope at least we're getting to a place where we can just say I want a black female perspective not because she's black but because it is a different type of perspective to how this character is going to respond one or one more fun thing about
0: commercials sure. So every time you uh, I always think of this and it's so creepy. Every time you see a mother and her – like embrace her child in a commercial, Mm -hmm. that is a grown woman kissing a stranger that she met like
1: 10 minutes ago on (laughs) set. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not even joking. We're here with Trixie Mattel. Hi, Trixie Mattel. Hello. Hello. Trixie. Just what we were talking about how you just Don't got back Don't say what we were just talking about. Why not? About? Oh, we were God. talking about, yeah. it's Scandalous. She was in Israel. <laughs> I was in Israel Tel Aviv Pride.
3: Well, luckily I No, not Tel Aviv Pride. Was it Pride? No, it was I just no. did a performance in yeah. Tel Aviv. Oh. Yeah. 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 It was great, it sold out and the audience was it was the best club gig I've ever done. Yeah. And everybody was so grateful cuz all the gays there were like thank you for coming. Nobody comes here because of XYZ Lord <laughs> canceled. Yeah. Yes.
1: Right? Uh, well, Lana Del Ray canceled? They, they yeah. canceled. they book and cancel. They book and cancel. There's
3: actually all these drag race queens who booked and cancel but it was all love in that room it was yeah. awesome
2: we should explain why they canceled. they canceled yeah, yeah, because yeah. there is there is a people are very disagreeing with the government of Israel mm-hmm. and the treatment of Palestinians mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of that around and
0: it and I should say I signed up to do an open mic there a few months back <laughs> and I realized it wasn't worth the flight so I canceled oh wow Yeah, and they it. felt it they felt no, the, it
3: nobody bought tickets so oh. then you were but, mm-hmm. but you can disguise mm-hmm. it as activism but
0: actually I still got the drink tickets I would have gotten in the mail. Right. Got him in the mail. You took him yeah.
3: down to Mickey's.
0: You were like, <laughs> they're like shekels, two shekels, full, full shekels, right. shekels. I love a
3: shekel. But it was. I had a great time, and whatever people said about me going, I was like, if if you think uh, canceling a club gig is activism, you need yeah. to actually go do something. Yeah, yeah. right. Also, I raised twelve thousand dollars last year for charity. What did you do?
2: Yeah, if you if you can like if you if someone wants you to come and perform there, like
3: I'll take the free trip. Gays always. performing for gays is always part of the solution. It yeah. doesn't matter where you're going. Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: I yeah. Reach. I remember doing a show once for uh, a bunch of gay, gay, wonderful gay people. Uh, <laughs> they are, of course, children of a dictator
2: uh, who lived in Eastern Europe, North Korea. Oh no. I I support <laughs> f- that f- show. Oh my God. Soldiered through. through. <laughs> uh, no, we're getting off topic. We can go in so many directions. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Yeah. So
1: you are here. You are well. Yeah. You are back. You did. You're healthy. You must have been I mean, I we saw you at Dragon Con last weekend. Oh, why didn't you you just waved? Thank yeah, you cuz I didn't okay. want to I never want I don't want to bother you. It's a long time. Well, hi. the problem
3: is when you cut to the front to say hi, I'm fine with it, but the teenagers in line, laser beams. Well, we yeah. they so hate you. When we were doing that, Michael and I, my boyfriend Michael, we wanted we want the Stacy pink lipstick.
2: We're dying for it cuz I do that right and one we're dying you for it. Swatch it. I do. Um, but I did. we saw the line of girls and we were mainly girls and we were like they're going to get angry if we try to go buy that. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to do this. Yeah. It are
3: hot yeah. items, the cosmetics. It you was know, throwing yes. elbows at the
2: drag con. Congrats on that. There is. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Well, I was going to say real quick, there's something so disturbing about cutting in line, even when you have the right to do so. There's this lunch brunch place in L.A. It's called Squirrel. It has the longest mm, line. And I squirrels? whenever I order, I order online yeah. and then I come pick it up.
3: And people think you're cutting.
0: And they think I'm cutting, And I, but I don't have the confidence to be like, I'm not cutting so i i just kind of ease my way dripping sweat because i think someone's going to try to fight me squirrels oh. too expensive for it's what it so makes. Yeah. i'm sorry but oh, it's so that? stressful cutting in mm. line cutting people in line yeah. even when you're justified is like if i showed up at an airport <laughs> with 30 minutes to go before my flight picture it. and you said you'll airport. get on the flight if you can cut in line at the airport
3: i swear to god i don't think i could do it <laughs> oh i I if i'm running later and i'll say I have to go to the front, and they take you to the front. If you tell yeah. somebody with a coat... okay. Yeah. No, but um, the, the... With a coat. Right. Just a random so guy with a parka. I was at an airport recently, and the woman at the, the gate was... You know the people, like, listen, if you're not in first class, and you're not a diamond, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, if you're yeah. Sit down Making and your group. Making 12 bucks an hour, they're to fuck off. Right? I can't breathe. I can't breathe. So then this lady goes, go to the front, and I'm walking to the front, because I'm diamond <laughs> and delta one, so I'm like, excuse <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. And this lady, who I guess was also first class, I mean, imagine it. She was going to LA. So she's got, she's just what you think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she turns and goes like, I mean, we're all going to the same place. Like we're all first, we're all like in line. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and then, so I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm hungover and don't care. Right. Yeah. And so then I hear her like two people ahead of me, like stream of conscious monologuing about how I cut her. And I'm like. Then she's across from me in the aisle in Delta One. And so the whole flight, I'm just like, oh, no, no. Danny we Glover. all made it here, Carol. We all fucking made it here. Oh, Danny, God.
2: Danny Glover let me cut him in line once. for a flight, oh. and, he, and he got and he got like it was during security. We I was flying from Berlin to Atlanta and then Atlanta to L.A. And I had that exchange. I was going through customs and all that. And we were in line for security and I was running super, super late. And they let me in like the 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 flight uh-huh. person line the special person line or whatever because I was running so late and he lets me go in front of him and then he gets stopped and like searched and I felt so uh-huh. bad because we had started talking and I made <laughs> a new friend yeah. but I didn't want to stay and
3: wait for Danny oh. Glover because I was going to miss well, my flight. He's right. probably listening. To yeah. He yeah. he's probably is. I almost had to fly in drag recently because I had to introduce my film Tricks to Mattel Moving Parts at Tribeca yes. and I had to introduce it at Hot Docs that night. Oh. Wow. So I had to That's int- in Vancouver, New right? York to Toronto. Oh, Toronto.
1: Have you ever flown
3: in drag before? I haven't done it yet and I didn't have to that day because I got that special airport thing where they pick you up at when you get off the plane and they private take you through. How did oh. you
2: get that? Because
0: you're yeah. famous? Yes, but also oh, no. pay for it. <laughs> oh.
3: oh. But if it's the difference between you making it to something or not. Yeah. Do you get
0: recognized lo- out of drag?
3: All the time. All the time. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like six feet tall, white with a shaved head, and I'm just obviously me. How yeah. long does it take for you to get into drag? It takes only about an hour and 30 minutes tops. Wow. I'm fast. I've been doing fast. it for ten years. Oh my
1: god! And you started doing. You started by doing. You were a makeup artist, right? Yes, Where I you was working
3: at the counter. Yes, I was doing drag, like with the Rocky Horror Picture Show people.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes,
3: and then by the time I was 21, working in clubs, I was. Um, I had worked uh, my first makeup job was freelancing in a Sephora. I totally made up my resume and completely. I mean, I got the job. I could not believe it. I was like 18 <laughs> years old, starting at $20 an hour. I was like, I bamboozled everyone. Oh wow! <laughs> yes, and in Wisconsin, $20 an hour was like that's, that's, like, it's crazy. that's a lot. That's crazy. My rent was $350 at the time, I think. Oh, so. Like, you yeah. yeah. were like a millionaire. I was rich. rich. <laughs> and I was a faggot who, like, you know, I would work in... If you are gay and you work at the mall and you work in makeup, you think oh, you are the one. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. then I worked, at Mac, yes, and then I worked at Mac for five years, which was, like, really where I got my, like, real actual training. And then by the time I left Mac, I was doing make, uh, drag, like, pretty much full time. There is so. right.
2: nothing better than walking into a Sephora as a gay male... And the men, the gay men working at the store, recognize you as if there's this like secret language. That like, is so we funny. get what you're doing here, and we support it, and we're gonna help you. <laughs>
1: that is great. And it's like,
2: and Michael and I go, and like, we're, we're always in the Pat McGrath section because we're bougie. And literally, all of the guys there will come around and like be like, "Have you tried the new shade? Have
3: you tried uh... the Have you tried the the Christie?" <laughs> I love makeup for men, and I wish people yeah. wore, more people wore it. I wear makeup what? every time I go out. What What is a, what does makeup for men look like to you? Like, I think men like like, in a tinted moisturizer, something to just even out mm-hmm. your face. Yeah. Your face looks moisturized and even. Marc Jacobs mm-hmm. bronzer, best thing ever. Yeah, a little bit of concealer. How about the bags right here? How yeah, a little that? bit of concealer. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I have, if, I mean, because of drag, I have, like, not the fullest brows. So I wear, like, a brow gel to make them look a little fuller. Mm-hmm. I mean, makeup is just paint, and we all look a little better with certain things brought <laughs> yeah. out. Well, here's
1: so. something that's interesting. For me, <clears throat> I've been a, I'm, I'm a fan of Drag Race. I've watched for a while now. And it was interesting to watch... Do you ever... Jerk your off while watching
2: yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> it's awkward when we watch together. Yeah. We can't
3: yeah. say Tranny Chaser anymore. <laughs> no, are you no. a, are you a clown fucker? Oh, clown fucker? Clown oh, fucker? is that the new term? That, that's like this the PC version. Wait, what oh, does that mean? Wow. It means you're into cross-dressers. Oh. <laughs> that's even meaner than... Isn't that mean, worse than Tranny Chaser? It's just rude. Well, yeah. Tr- well, like, you know, 10 years ago, I think, in the drag community at least, Tranny just meant all of us. We were all right, in it together. Right. Whether you lived as a man or a woman... Drag wasn't cool yet, right? Mama, it was just <clears throat> us together, right? Oh, and you, it was right. like
1: it didn't. And Ru called it a, a response. Yeah, of trinity
3: just, was a song of his. Yeah. yeah, but the world has changed, and so the I world think clown is safer. That mm-hmm. does actually <laughs> much get more me appropriate. To, yeah. <laughs> like
2: it does bring me to a question that I think is really interesting. Like drag is so mainstream, and I think of all the queens coming out of Drag Race, you in particular are like one of the biggest ones. You have one of the largest social media followings of the Drag Race queens, and. The fan base is so mainstream that it's so different from what it was 10 years ago when it was mainly queer oriented. How do you think that impact, that mainstream impact, and that female impact on drag is having on the culture of drag and the show and
1: like even just your career? And then, it's and a very and, New York, and
0: York Times question now. And, totally. oh, and to that point, but to that, and to that, no,
1: point, I love
3: this, I love questions like this,
1: but to that point, also. When you see that reflected at your live shows at dragcon where we're afraid to like get in front of like teenage white girls, like yeah. what does what does that feel like to What does that feel like to you, especially as somebody who started at a makeup
3: counter? okay, I mean, for me, it's it's odd because when people see my audience, like the first five rows are all women fifteen to twenty five. yeah. Mm. um but people assume that they're all straight girls. No. but so many of my I would say most women who come to see me, like girls, mm. I Trixie. Not everybody, but I Trixie have the lesbians. Wow, people come to my wow. shows and just You're women the Rosie just, O'Donnell address. Yes, women just scream dykes only" at the top of their lungs, and I wow. just like give them a dad. <laughs> like, and I, I say, as a business person, uh, if drag used to be just for gay people, what is that? One in ten people are gay, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's but what I thought. I said, Apparently, we one in seven. Talk, we were
2: talking about. But that, as a yeah. business
3: person, yeah. Now you're telling me I'm, I get to reach everyone. Mm-hmm. It's great. I mean, and I think because of how much I sort of emulate like My Little Pony and Barbie and Play Pocket, mm-hmm. Trixie just has a lot of accidental crossover appeal. Right. Because yeah. straight people know nothing of drag are like, well, I get the picture that she's painting. I yes. know what that is. Yes. Because mm-hmm. everybody has like a Barbie story. Everybody has a Toy Story. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was I was saying before. As somebody who watched watched Drag Race, who watches
1: Drag Race, not while masturbating, but nevertheless, Mm -hmm. watches the show. Don't be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) I didn't really understand or take notice of a lot of things. And then when you came on the show and returned and your makeup was so different, that was the first time that I sort of realized that there was this, there's a specific signature art to makeup that mm-hmm. I just, it literally just like never crossed my mind before. And then it was like, oh, it, it just made me realize that when you see a drag queen like yourself or like Jackie Beat or somebody who has a very specific style that you could mm-hmm. just, that, that fans... RuPaul. RuPaul, mm-hmm. that fans yeah. will, you know, uh, 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 interpret in their own ways on Instagram in fan art. Mm-hmm. That is like, that is wild because that's actually a ver- an own its own version of art in the whole the whole character of drag like we're talking about
3: art in one capacity that is a full character yeah Mm. i mean my drag is almost post-drag it's like Mm. women are drag queens traditionally dress up like women i think if anything i dress up like a drag queen right yeah you know and then for me it was like the blonde and pink thing was a way like how can we make this extreme but tether it to something people kind of instantly recognize yes because i mean any drag is always about reinterpreting what's what's popular in culture and sort of making fun of it. Mm-hmm. And what's more like Andy Warhol than reinterpreting the most iconic fashion toy. But yeah. you do
1: collect Barbie, old Barbies. I do. And... Oh. <laughs> how, how,
3: how could be a whole podcast? Wait, those, I just, do they, they get Vogue. really expensive? Yes, they do. I'm yeah. in Vogue this week talking about the impact of Barbie on, because oh. if you think about it, Barbie was originally supposed to be a teen fashion model. So she mm-hmm. was made to copy what was popular in women's clothing. Right. And over time, it's Switch. She became something that influences women. Yeah. Huh. So it's Wait, like...
0: What is what is the weirdest Barbie you've come... Like, was there a Barbie, just like some random Barbie that oh, didn't yes, sell? Oh, yes, there is, that, oh, that yes. Like, you know, there's bar- a few. Barbie Whoa. is like a toilet cleaner or, some List of or something. Your top yes. three. Your top three. Oh, there's yes. some great ones. All right, tell us. Yes.
3: Top uh, three. One of my favorites. I have all the weird ones. Any weird one, I have it. <gasps> so I love... Um, I believe she's called... I believe she's called Slumber Party, and she was, I think, 1963, Mm -hmm. and it was a clothing set that came with... um it came with a scale permanently fixed at one Oh, oh 110 yeah and it came with a book that said how that's to lose right weight leg. and oh, on the back the book no. says do, uh don't eat oh my oh, god don't no. eat yes but like in the early 60s that was like oh, oh that's fun yeah but like now Very could you no so i love her i love uh grown-up skipper grown-up skipper uh she was created by men it was skipper a skipper
1: time- was barbie's sister Yes. Okay. And it was at a what time. Which
3: name? Yeah, it's a great name. Yeah. And it was at a time where uh, it was mostly men at the helm of, like, what will the kids want? Yeah. Um, and no women were in on this. So it's a doll that is supposed to grow up. So when you twist her arm back, her torso grows up about a half an inch, she becomes taller, and boobs grow in. Oh. And so they were like, it's a puberty toy. Children can use this no. to sort of like, they don't have the vocabulary, but now that, and, People were just like, that's disgusting. Yeah. Wow. But I love it. I have it. It's wonderful. Yeah. And then the other one is obviously probably the most famous one is Earring Magic Ken from the 90s. Excuse yes. me. <laughs> it's, it's a Ken doll. With is it on blonde. the right ear? Is it, it on the right ear? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's blonde highlights with an earring. What? And he has a necklace that's a silver ring that people hypothesized was a cock ring. So they said that this was like a gay Ken. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Wait, so do you have like a room for your Barbies? Uh, they're in most of them are in boxes in my garage, okay, and in my sure. bedroom I have probably I have like hundred or so on shelves wow. in my room so I'm, I'm yeah. in bed and you know it's sad I mean I'm so gay I will just lay in my bed in my pink bedroom with these all oh, the art on my walls is Barbie I just stare at the <laughs> dolls on their shelves and be like I've made it <laughs> 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 but anyway, one of the best really one of
2: the best comments ever from my mom when I was a kid I used to love with some of my cousins playing with Barbies and I of course couldn't do it around my dad or anything right and my mom I remember I had an uncle say something like, you're going to let him play with Barbies. And my mom is kind of a bitch sometimes. And she was like, you wish you were as cool. Or you wish you were as creative. Wow. And I was just like, wow. it was like that moment when I was a kid where I was like, my mom's cool. She's cool. She gets it. She's yeah. cool. I
3: mean, we don't, it's a cool toy because before Barbie, children were little girls. They were given babies. And they said, the only yeah. thing you're allowed to pretend to be is a mother. Yeah. This was the yeah. first toy that had, she had no husband, no parents. She had uh, careers. She had her own apartment. It was. She's criticized for being like anti-women, but like this was the first. She was the first female president, first yeah. female astronaut. Like, yeah. yeah I have she? a question about make going back to makeup. Yeah, real let's quick. talk about makeup. Um, so you have a new makeup line. Which yes, they do. Amazing. Uh, we're only about 12 days old of actually being on sale. That's exciting. But the response in the sales, I mean, at it was too cringy. But like I was. Crying at the yeah. response wow. People They were just I mean the orders Were just flying And well, as somebody Who paid for it all myself yes. I was yes. like Either this is Going to be awful Or fierce <laughs> well, right. go rank,
2: I mean it is, or, a, yeah. it is a big step Because one of the things That I've always i Thought about you Is that like Out of all the queens You are like One of the best Business minds That have come out Of drag race yes, In I terms of selling How, things. how you brand yourself I mean you really do and, and when Your makeup When you were talking About Elliot About uh, earlier on Seeing you And seeing that Sort of new level Of drag coming on To drag race Like whenever I get into drag, I am afraid to sort of experiment in ways that are maybe a little bit too out there because Mm -hmm. you don't want to necessarily I mean, you want to stand out with your makeup, of course, but you also want to like be pretty. Like, do you when you were starting out doing sort of the dramatic eye and the putting a lot of white underneath, were you
3: ever afraid? Of what the reception would be from drag queens? Well, it was sort of like I had this picture. Like, from the beginning, it was like Polly Pocket and uh, My Little Pony and Barbie. That's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And it was small strokes. So at first, you're sort of like, what if I do this? And then the next time, you're like, what about a little more? And so as the years gone by, the liner got bigger, the cheeks got deeper, the brows got higher. And, And why? It was because, I mean, for me, in the beginning, it was like, we're dressing like women. And then eventually, it was like, I don't want to look like a woman. I want to look like a toy, a thing. Right. I want to look like a wind-up thing. It's mm. so interesting. And it worked. And I mean, it, it worked. it worked so well. well, too. Yeah. And it worked. Because if you think of how small a toy is, they paint those features so big just so, you, just so it looks like a person to us. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for drag, it's the same thing. And I'm I, a giant man. Yeah, I was always wondering what- Big features. The only way I can make my head look small. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and also, as a marketing thing, I knew that it was a way I could get my- I mean, I worked at Hamburger Mary's. I had straight people every day. Yeah. It's a way I could get straight audiences to immediately connect with it.
2: Well, and it, and, and it totally makes sense why you and—because you and Kimchi both were friends in Chicago. Yeah. You started in yeah. Chicago. I used to get ready went together. Went to school in Chicago. I love yeah. Chicago. But it makes sense in Drag Race why you and Kimchi were friends because both of your looks, your makeup, is so distinctive that it likens itself to be able to be branded on oh makeup my God. products, on things. She is incredible. Yeah. I mean,
3: I basically have perfected the same face mm-hmm. over and over again. She looks different. All the time, and yeah. she is incredible. Um, well, I w- I kind of like got my like when I went to Chicago to start doing drag in Chicago. They very much value personas. Mm-hmm. So me, Pearl, Shay, Kim, people who like artistically, visually, it's a very distinct thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why like we were all very into a heavy hand.
1: Right, oh. I mean, me and Kim yeah. getting
3: ready together. I think it probably turned into like a accidental competition of like who could put the most makeup on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, so but she wins because she has a bigger head. Mm. Who? Um, so, <laughs> who? Tell tell us about your new documentary. Well, my documentary. It was at Hot Docs and Tribeca, um, and it's going to be here at Outfest. It's and called at- Trixie nice. Mattel Moving Parts. Yes, last year a film crew followed me up my asshole <laughs> for nine months okay and oh, wow. so they were there when i made my album when i won drag race like they five were five times a week you saw them or every day Oh, The director day. slept on my couch with this camera for months and months and months. Whoa. And what is, he oh, went all over the world oh. with me, lived on my tour bus. Do you hate him? <laughs> no, I don't hate him. Uh, he was very good at his job. And I mean, he was there when Katya walked off set of Turks and Katya. Wow. Mm-hmm. The cameras were definitely there when things were not always great. What story mm-hmm. is it telling? Like, what, what are you trying to, like, what does the film say? Well, on a, on a micro level, it's a snapshot of me as an artist and sort of like, mm-hmm. the fact that drag queens are seen as these huge celebrities, but in real life, it's just this bald fag rifling through a suitcase in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> it's all a facade. Yeah. Because we travel the world and play for sold-out audiences. We don't have a team. Yeah. We don't have people. It's just us. Mm-hmm. And on a, on a macro level, it's a snapshot of the golden age of drag. It's drag queens on TV, on red carpets, flying all over the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think that, like, in the way that Paris is Burning was important because it immortalized in amber what the drag scene was, yeah. this film it will be the only one that is, like, Wow, this is what drag was at this time. Right,
1: because there's so there's so much going on right now, you know, the, the economy of it all is so enormous and all you know, all in c there, it's that's the show, there's all stars, there's tours. There's it's like
2: drag queens showing up at a party for big little lies. Right. Like what I mean, it's in when I saw like a that, private party. A private but but it was a it was HBO. The put together right. party. Yeah. It's celebrities insane. love us because what yeah.
3: celebrities lose when they get famous, they lose edge. Mm. Then they're mainstream. And Brent drag queens, Brent, not Lisa edge. Yeah, right. and drag queens are the only ones who get to be famous and still have edge the whole time. Yeah. Right. We're always at the foundation counterculture. That's so interesting. You know, and like if you get famous as a normal person, you love drag queens because we have a freedom you don't. Mm-hmm. You have corporate shackles, etc. Yeah. Right. And we are just fucking sucking what dick. What do you drinking. hate about <laughs> drag? you? Know what I mean? Like, what is something so, you? So you 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 hang out
0: with Sam Waterston every day. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Michelle Obama. Yeah. Bob Vila drops by your place. Wait.
1: Wait, What is something that you dislike about
3: drag? Oh, I mean, I I don't know. I hate. I I love all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love making money. I love dressing up. (laughs) I love playing my guitar, singing, telling jokes. I Mm -hmm. love putting makeup on. Yeah. I don't always love the. I don't know. I mean, the the. (laughs) Like, like the culture Uh, of like um. People aren't always the most informed. They're like, I love drag. I'm like, great. Who's your local performer that you love in your town? Yeah. They're like, well, Adora came last year. I'm like, that's not a local performer. <laughs> right. So people do say they love drag, but they only watch Drag Support Race. Support
2: your local drag One queens. of the things that I've always found really interesting about drag, so, like, people tend to put a lot of emotion on drag queens, I think. They, oh, it's they, crazy. They want to confess it's a lot, and they put a lot of sort of, like, you know, you made me come out of my shell, and you hear all these stories, and on some level, like, you know, I think back, I've had health issues in my life, and I think back to, like, people wanting to, like, relate with me with sort of death stories and stuff. And it's like, I don't need that weight. Like, oh, I'm yeah. just here being fun right now. And <laughs> drag and drag gets that a
3: lot, too. I mean, people come up to you, and they want to confess things to you. I have teenage girls cry in my arms every day. It's insane. Every day. People cry at the airport. People, I mean, uh, I was just at the Starbucks in Chicago by Roscoe's, and the barista turned around and just, like, <sighs> It's just like that's a moment, and then people are like, huh? You know, it's hard to always relate because they're like, I was gonna kill myself, and then you wore that wig, and I'm like,
1: you know, I don't really believe that.
3: Yeah, right. Also, plot twist: people love our YouTube series, Me and Katya, Mm -hmm. and that's the one people are like, that show keeps me from killing myself, and I'm like, if a YouTube series stops you from killing yourself, (laughs) plot twist: you're never gonna do it.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, when someone starts crying to you, you're you're a really thoughtful, genuine guy. Is it? Do you ever have this moment where you're like, I can't give you what you need right now? I'm well, getting my listen. coffee.
3: Yeah. I just listen. Kim Chi told me, like, she told me something once. She was like, "It's not about what you say back. It's mm-hmm. about them talking. It's Let never them say what about they what say. you say. It's yeah. never yeah. about what you
1: say back. They and I can say most can, people just want
3: to hug. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I can say this yeah. from
1: the Minor celebrity abroad city that when people approach, it's not you could say nothing. It's what they mm. it's what they project yeah. onto you, and you just gotta kind of go with it. It's mm.
3: why I don't feel pressure at meet and greets. I'm like, if they want to line up and say a piece to me, go mama, for it. Yeah, right. Do you <laughs> yeah, like to sit, do you sit at when you uh, at drag At drag I usually devise some way to sit in style. Like this year, I was writing that lipstick. Right, you wrote a little <laughs> um, which right? I had writing yeah. the was whole. Great. Time. I was writing it the whole time, and then I said start... Uh, uh, like posture? Yes, and it also kind of <laughs> gave me seasickness after a while. I would imagine so. Yeah. So, did yeah. you do
1: you other, do you also
3: like just do standing for a while? Sometimes I stand, but then you're also in heels. so God, it's like, it must be yeah. exhausting. Well, I, I pick my battles. Tough. At DryCon I'll wear go go boots or something short, like a okay. cowboy boot. I'll yeah. tell you
1: something. I mean, this is the most like dumb boy part of me, but I am. The su- mask part? Yeah, super mask. <laughs> I so look around and I am like, I cannot believe people get to people w- not get to I cannot believe the people who walk around in heels women drag queens I look around I mean in everyday life I it looks so impossible more.
3: but it's about what it makes you feel and but, the, the, yeah. but yeah. my question is they go downstairs in them I just yeah I, does, <laughs> does it does not hurt it hurts however it's the <laughs> trade-off okay so with heels depending on how used to them you are you have a window mm-hmm. so you have maybe a one to three hour window before you're like So it's about how it makes you feel. It makes you feel tall, attractive, and powerful. And Mm. sometimes the feeling that that manifests, you need that more than you need to be comfortable. But when you dance in them... Yeah, I don't. How the do fuck that. do you do that? Well, you have to. It sucks. Wait, can I, we? I can't believe can, there
0: aren't more accidents where people will
2: fall. I don't oh, get it. Uh, they
3: do fall. Yeah, I mean, they do. but like,
0: yeah. but you could die.
2: That's. I, yeah, Wait, they look dangerous. Can we? Can I too. just want to confront um, Elliot on this in front of you because I, I feel like I need you two need to have this conversation. There we go. Um, I quote. Even I'm nervous. This is a quote from Elliot um, in watching <laughs> uh, a queen from my last season. Um, mm. I just. I don't. I don't know what it is about her. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm mesmerized by I'm mesmer- Cameron Michaels dancing. <laughs> I've and talked about this you with you. That?
1: Yes, I've, I'm mesmerized by watching Cameron Michaels dance.
2: Yeah, it's she, amazing. I mean, it is amazing, but it also,
1: like... You don't think it's amazing. No, it's incredible. No, I, yeah, I, think, he's, I incredible. think he's a
2: good dancer. I think he has four moves, but I think he's a good dancer. I,
1: for, I'm telling you, I could, look, he feels what he feels. I, yes. I, I watched the show. Did I didn't think once or it's twice just that about you're her. It's so blown and away then by... All of a sudden, <laughs> this, this drag queen comes out and has these moves and this attitude, and I was like, I'm
3: into this. Mm-hmm. See, that's what's <laughs> great about drag, is there is no actual scoreboard, because you like whatever you like, and you don't have to explain it. Yeah. Well, the funny... the fun- Pheromone, what am I... Fa- is she going to do long division? No, no. But I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> She's amazing. The, great- her. Uh, yeah. the greatest
1: part of Drag Race that, I, that I've taken, <sighs> that I've personally taken, is that idea that there is really... The scoreboard... Is not defined. So the joke in, in and of itself is that there's this like panel of judges judging you, but they never really define like. Why they're judging? I mean, RuPaul can judge everybody, but like, mm. there's never a real definition of what they're judging you on. Why they're judging you on it, or why one person or another really wins a lip sync. It's very Girl. arbitrary,
3: and that's so funny. And yeah. none of those fuckers do drag, right? Like, yeah. sorry, I mean, RuPaul does obviously, Michelle does obviously, but like Michelle's on a daily basis on Drag Race when they're like cut, we're like, fuck those people who never do drag. It's, yeah, uh, it's, sure. it's <laughs> something with it's your nose. Like, I think Comment. somebody said. Fuck you with your no drag knowledge ass. I think oh, Kennedy yes. said that one. That's ah. right, yes. That's why I mean listen, drag queens are so confident, even in front of RuPaul. Yeah. I was just like, I mean, you're pretty, but I'm me. Like <laughs> hey, But sure. that's that's the magic of it. They're critiquing you, but it's an art that can't be critiqued because there is no rules. Yeah. So yeah. it is a competition, but I always say it's a competition that's about um it's about star power. Right. You don't have to sing the best. You just have to have the most Impact on an audience. Yeah, and, but
1: the show has the, it's so it is just so funny because like and Brent doesn't watch But I've, I've I've told him like it's it's like interesting that like for example the the inherent pressure that they build mm-hmm. within the within the uh, The foundation of a show is we're prepping this number and everyone's gonna dance and it's gonna be one take but it's gonna but like they mm-hmm. also produce it and it has to look good, otherwise, why would they put it on television? Yeah. So it's this yeah. very strange sort of like. Kitty reciprocal... girl was one take. Yeah.
3: Oh my That's god. Incredible. That's incredible. That was
1: probably one of the, the highlights of the
3: shows. Well, it is a rea- Yeah, it is general. a reality show, and once in a while on Drag Race, the reality falls away, and you do just go like, "That was good fucking drag bit." Yeah. And right. They just do good drag. <laughs> well, well, so never seen up, Drag Race, Elliot. That brings me up to I,
0: I have I haven't watched Drag Race. This is all I want to talk about. <laughs> are
3: yeah, you, are sure. you a gay? Yes. So are you one of those people whose grinder is like I'm not one of those drag race gays? No, some I, people I don't say take, that. I don't like, yeah, take
0: a, I certainly wouldn't say publicly. I actually really enjoy uh, the what I, via osmosis I get from drag race.
3: You don't have to like it. Do you no. feel pressure?
0: No, I, I don't feel any pressure at all. I just don't I think good. he cares about it one I'm way or the other. I'm running for senate. I yeah. mean, I'm yeah. not a powerful guy. No, I. Uh, I've I never seen genuinely, Game of Thrones.
2: Right.
0: I've never I seen Game get of get Thrones either, Game actually. Tell somebody
3: yeah. who loves Game of Thrones you haven't seen it, and they're like, what? Yeah. yeah. They're so. offended. No,
0: but like, even like, when uh, preparing for this, uh, Elliot sent me a bunch of clips, and they were so funny and of did you... yours. I, I masturbate. <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> <For sure. laughs>
2: Wait, I do uh, want to ask you, going off Elliot's last comment, um, the, the fans of Drag Race, and the show has gotten so big, so big, and your season of All-Stars particularly had a level of fandom that... They almost were unhinged. We love to throw that word it's around awesome. here. But they were unhinged. I love and, it. And, I mean, yes, and you and a lot of— Naomi this past season, Silky this past season, got a lot of fan sort of interaction. And there's a lot of fan fighting. I wouldn't compare mine to Silky's. No, no, not at all. But I'm saying in terms of, like, how fans can either turn if they don't feel like something goes the way they want.
3: It's and crazy. It's I was insane. at a viewing party, and I was like, who's Team Silky? And one person clapped, and I said— Weren't you guys obsessed with her for the first yeah. like, four episodes? How? What do you think you about that? You were obsessed that? with her.
2: Like how that changes and how the, the the fans change so quickly and sometimes can
3: get evil. I'm so fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you think about the, What's your message to the fans for sending death threats? I'm like, uh, just tell the queen who read it to not read comments. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you a yeah. drag queen? Turn Don't off you your have comments. a job? Turn off your comments. Don't you have shit to do? Yeah. I mean, you you, you yeah. care what Beth in Iowa thinks of your drag? <laughs> who the fuck cares? <laughs> Wait. Um, me, Ru, me, RuPaul, the Iowa,
0: who's threatening to kill you, by the <laughs> yeah, way, totally she doesn't like your
1: drag. <laughs> she, she,
3: she, she ain't got your address unless she has your address and you know she has a weapon. You shouldn't be worried. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was, I'm such a, I'm still sort of like a Pollyanna that, like, after uh, Naomi eliminated Manila. Did you turn on her? No, no, no. What I'm saying is. You were foreman. Like I Manila. loved it. Yeah. I, I loved it too. When I Naomi loved was every like, so
3: what? It. She was a good competitor, and the rules say that I can eliminate her. My, Those are the rules. I was, I was, I was, my
1: reaction was I was stunned. It was the people, fiercest No, 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 no. no. Yes. I, I was stunned that people. On Instagram came for Naomi because I was like we're all a community why aren't we all community?" and I couldn't uh, believe literally that people were so when it happened
2: when it happened my boyfriend Michael made some of her outfits for the season and we were sitting there watching were we together I don't know but we were sitting there watching it and as soon as she did that as soon as that happened we were like that's our girl
3: it was <laughs> amazing it's in the rules that if someone's too fierce you can win a challenge and send them home yeah yeah It's in the rules. Yeah, it is like Survivor. What did Alyssa say at the reunion show? It's like
2: I didn't sign a contract. I didn't see the rules. I did what my lawyer wasn't present. I'll do
3: what I want, which is like Mm -hmm. that's it's that's how you're supposed to do it. I mean, on All Stars three, before Ben left, we were approaching a point where unless someone eliminated Ben, none of us were going to get to win. Yeah, she had won five. Yeah, she was on. So if she hadn't eliminated herself, one of us would have had to do it because like how else would we win? Right. (gasps) That's stressful. But that's what I love about All Stars rules is it is so. Cutthroat. You have to have friends. You have to have allies. But you also have to stay out of the bottom at it all costs. It is Game of it Thrones. out the bottom. It
1: is Game of Thrones. You do not have
3: to win every challenge, but you have to stay out of the bottom. Uh,
1: Just to pivot, because we have to wrap up. But um, so you are also a a uh, uh, a celebrated musician. And you are—you've—you've—you've <laughs> made—you—you uh, you've, say it like like James Lipton or something but it's on true, inside the Actors Studio. But, it, but it's true. I mean, you have the most—can I say—serious music of the Drag Race family. Well, thank you. And you've charted <laughs> and done quite well with the sort of country and folk music. Yeah. So. Did that... Was that after Drag Race? Was that something
3: that you'd thought of beforehand? Were you doing that before? Like, how did music factor into your life? I played guitar since I was 13, and in high school and college, when I was in music school, all I wanted to do was be, like, a white guy with a guitar. Right. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be Jason Mraz. Peter, Paul, and Mary like I do? <laughs> I mean, probably, maybe not as much as you do. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I just discovered Dusty Springfield late in life. Oh, my God. Oh, Dusty, sure. so amazing. A preacher, and a style icon. And the fashions. Style icon. The
2: fashions. See, I have a Pinterest of just dusty outfits. You better work.
3: <laughs> yeah, she loves lace. She loves I jumpsuits. Love, yes! She loves um, a nude, too. I yeah. love it. Mm. And um, I never considered doing it in drag because my mindset was drag queens don't play guitar and sing music, so no one does that. And I wish at my young age of, like, 21, I would have been like, you fucking idiot. That's why you should do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, tw- I mean, you're 21, you know. Yeah. But it didn't We're...
3: occur to me until well, after even Drag then, Race. I get like, that, at 21, having that... A, that regret,
1: you know? Yo, yeah, but I think it's 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 perfectly, like, it's, it's such an informed... Adult decision to be mm-hmm. like, no, I can do this now and I can make, I can add it into my repertoire and, and it's successful. And yeah. you've done it.
3: Well, I was touring stand up stuff and I would throw songs in just for like, you know, like Adam Sandler or Sarah Silverman, where there's mm-hmm. songs in for sort of variety. And people would be like, this song was my favorite part of the show. Yeah. 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 And then I was like, oh my God, people can deal with the drag queen playing a guitar. <laughs>
1: When we lived in New York cuz we all lived in New York and did com- that's where we, we cut our teeth together as comedy and that's where we became friends all three of us. We all have false teeth. Oh. And um I remember like I remember just like if we'd go to like a gay bar and there was a drag queen it was just never my thing. I just was never like in I wasn't against it I just was like, nah, you know, whatever. Now when as an you know, being being older and with the you know, the insane impact that drag race has had on the world with with you know, people like yourself it's like it's such a distinct difference and i don't know if it's me or i don't know Mm. if it's the if it's the world but it's the movement has become so um has come so fast and the, the the show has sort of changed the community in a lot of aspects so quickly and pushed it in a more Arti- like this direction of art and 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 music and fashion, it's it's wild. It's wild yeah, and comedy and yeah. comedy.
3: I will say it probably has to do with how gay clubs used to be a beacon for men to meet men. Yeah, and now because of the internet and stuff, that's not the case. And so, drag is sometimes just the reason. I mean, book uh, sh- uh, clubs book drag queens because they're trying to get people to come to drink at their bar. Right, mm-hmm. and you didn't have to try that hard back in the day. Yeah, so I think that's yeah. part of it. Yeah, yeah and I also think.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean. I, I wanted to push back a little bit because Drac has always been art. I mean, I think, you know, you look back at the, the Andy Warhol judging the pageant in that documentary. Yeah, you Queens, said it's not art. And it is. Yeah, you said it's not you art, said Elliot. It. Yeah, yeah, I no, said that. But it's, it's always been art. It's just been not utilized by the gay sort of pro- business, gay bars and stuff in a way
1: that amplified it to its element and i th- yes and i feel like th- i feel like that's happening now yeah yeah in we a have way power that now we did not use that's it. what i'm thinking we yeah. were
3: like the the thing that went on that the bar owner was like i'm not annoyed by it but don't ask for much and here's your barn light and the dj will play your tracks and then you're leaving <laughs>
1: <They> just, <laughs> and we would go to when we would go to i still remember going to barracuda yeah in new york back, yeah and and there was a drag queen like like you know, thrown at zingers, and I was like, "This is." Sc- she was scaring me. Like I thought she was gonna like eat me alive. Yeah, drag queens are scary. We had but to... not, but not anymore. Now it's no. Me, but it they are, like... there are some that are
2: very scary and frightening. Jackie, I mean, Jackie. let's be real. There are some scary drag queens out Jackie there.
3: Jackie walks to the back of the room when she needs to ask somebody a question, and the people in the front row are like, "Yeah, pick me." She walks to the back of the room, and picks a person without their hand up. <laughs> <of it. laughs> the mm. She mm. needs someone afraid. Mm. She feeds on it. Trixie, thank you so, so very much for you. being you. here. When I would come to Burbank. For just anyone. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks.
2: And another thing.
1: So, guys, it's June. It's Pride Month. Oh Ugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, historically, we've all shared somewhat similar, I think, opinions about Pride and yeah. if, if, and how we celebrate. Um, so I wanted to check in with you guys now, see where you are.
2: I celebrate pride every goddamn yeah, day of the year, motherfuckers. Knew, everyone listening knew you were going to say that. No. I hate I hate organized events. I've talked about it before. I hate parades. I hate yeah. all this shit. <laughs> I hate anything that involves anything outdoors. I hate yeah. being told I'm supposed to celebrate <laughs> something. Like I hate standing. It all. I don't like standing. I hate exactly. I, yeah. hate it. I hate waiting in line just to get a glass of water, and then they tell me there's a jug over there. Over I'm supposed to shoulder. get the glass of water from. Yeah, yeah fuck it all. No, yeah. I and I, it's not. I don't hate Pride because of gay people, although that is kind of part of it. <laughs> I do hate Pride because it's an organized event that I'm forced to think I'm supposed to love. I, that said. I love having pride in myself, sure. and I think I'm a good representation of what it means to be an open queer person in the world living their lives very openly Yes, and, and uh, sort yes. of unabashedly yes, you and are. without shame. <laughs> and I think that the, without not having that shame is yeah. part of where that pride comes from.
1: So no parades for you.
2: No, unless unless <laughs> I'm and Did you ever go to New York? And, oh, my God. God, yeah. Well, yeah. I had to work when I worked for Hillary Clinton and Anthony Weiner. I had to march yeah. in every fucking pride parade yeah. in every fucking borough. But did
1: you not? And... Did you mind less the fact that at least walking in it, you weren't? I got my step goal for the day. That's all I care yeah, about, right.
0: right? I, I'm, I. Well, I think we've talked about this before. I don't like parades. I think it's entertainment from the 1800s. <laughs> uh, so I've never yes. been a huge fan of pride. I will say I've had a couple fun. I went a couple times in New York. New and... York's pride is actually. I've never gone in L.A., but fun. I've gone to the bars once in L.A. Yeah. afterwards. And, and I, you know, I guess I kind of—I'm trying to think if, like, if I've ever had a different experience than I normally do on Pride. I, I and can, I don't know if I would say that I I'd I just have. want to point
1: to what Alan said, <laughs> which is that it's—you described it as um, <laughs> an organized event that you are told you're supposed to like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that it is. is so funny. Yeah, it's like yeah. every
2: message, every every post, everything out there is I mean, that's why, like like on Instagram, I posted the story, uh, and I posted a picture of like me as Sadie. and I said, this is my pride thing. My mom, my mom said, That at least someone in the family's attractive, (laughs) which is like, which is like, I was like, that's my, that is my pride for the month. Elliot, you and I were talking recently about how like we thought
0: it might be kind of fun to do a deep cut pride, so which is like a pride in a smaller city It isn't necessarily about taking your shirt off and and you know being the most attractive
1: and right. Well, we went to (laughs) so Brent and I years ago we did the New York Pride and it was not for me. It was too hot, too crowded. Too hot. And a woman was. Reaming me for yeah. not giving Atticus my dog water when he was yeah. perfectly fine, and it's also yeah.
0: weird because you're seeing these floats come down, and there's like you'll see like the float for Chase Bank and like the bank manager's shirtless and right. shit. You're just like, what is happening? <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. But then I, I said, uh, then I I was on a float with the uh with the Broad City flo- parade in 2017, mm-hmm. and that was draining. It was fun because it was... It was a-
2: only fun because you got to be out of the
1: crowd, No, be that, that's, that's literally, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it was only fun because I was not in the crowd, I didn't have, you know, it was only fun because I was on a float. Yeah. I will say that <laughs> I also was, like, got, like, emotional during it, just because you're, you know, you're high above the crowds, mm-hmm. and you're seeing all these different people. Nah, you saw the Empire State Building wanted to sit on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean it was really kind of st- stunning from that viewpoint to see all these different people and see like old people in fold-out chairs. Like yeah. that got me. But mm. um, but then I did WeHo Pride here once. Old,
0: old people in <laughs> chairs. what yeah. made Elliot emotional. It did because no, it was I'm like they're not that. they're I not like it. Damn. you
1: know. I get um, it. I'm just at, yeah, let me yeah, just finish yeah, by yeah. saying I did the WeHo Pride last year because I had to try it once and mm-hmm. again it's not for me. the worst Pride in the world. And Brent and I this year went to Venice Pride, which is yeah. a small Pride. Whatever they like, light the the they light the Venice sign in like rainbow colors. And people are like voguing for some reason. <laughs> no, nobody was voguing. And it was it was. Um, what did you think was voguing? People walking. No, there was one. No, <laughs> there was weird. one person dancing. <laughs> But it was just—it was so nice because it was <laughs> quiet yeah. and small. And I will people, say, and it was a diverse, a diverse crowd. Oh, verse. It was diverse. There's a question for you. Wait,
2: oh. wait, but before we go, I, I, I do want to say I love that you guys' idea of like a small town sort of pride is Venice, California. No, no, no. Brent was said he wants to go to Temecula
1: Pride Night. <laughs> I do, I do
2: think. I mean, I grew up in St. Louis. I'll go, okay. go to that. St. Louis pride. pride is a lot of fun and silly and very small towny and 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 it is actually fun. But I, before we move on Toledo. to like. Pride. other prides i Take do want to say there. i do have one story of like an amazing moment at pride please mm. two th- 2012. when Wait, I didn't say I was interested in the story. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe 2011. When was New York legalized marriage? 2011 or 12? Ah, uh, something like that. Yeah. Well, it was around then. And yeah, no one's fact checking. Um, but right. the weekend that New York, and it was the first state. Correct me if I'm wrong. That legalized it through the legislative process. Mm-hmm. And um, it was such an emotional moment because I remember on Friday night of Pride, they announced that it, they were going to sign the bill. That they had enough votes. Uh, in the the Senate, mm-hmm. New York Senate, to be able to do it, and I remember texting my friend Matt, and I was living in the East Village, and he was living in the East Village, and we were like, we both were kind of like not caring about Pride, but we were like, this is such a moment, we gotta go and go to Stonewall something. And we casually walked a Stonewall mm. from the East Village, Oh, I remember oh the story, and it was yeah. it was such. We literally turned the corner, I think it was Sixth Avenue, and we started walking down the street, and all of a sudden. It was just like packed. thousands of people just standing in the streets celebrating around Stonewall yeah, where it, it kind great. of all, mm. quote unquote, un- happened, which it didn't all start there. Like We'll say that. There's, sure. a, there's a deeper history there, but we yeah. won't go into that. But it was a beautiful, really touching moment. And so Pride that weekend and then Pride that Sunday during the parade and stuff, it was all really sort of, even though I hate everybody being outside, anyone outside. <laughs> it was outside, a little different that it year. It was different because the energy was about... <laughs> hope and that things could change and that there was this we were seeing a new America. Meanwhile, right.
0: my favorite pride was a couple years before that it rained and no one came. <laughs> and I remember being like this is great. That was the first pride. Here's one question for you. What is what would your ideal pride be? Oh, I know
1: mine. What would my ideal Yeah. Be like in so, a celebration so, in general?
0: Yeah. So so what we've you know the parades and the the mobs and all that stuff is not for you or I. Sure. But what would you, in an ideal world, what is a perfect pride? How's the? What's the perfect way to celebrate
1: uh, LGBT stiff stuff? Uh, t- stiff t- stuff. <laughs> uh, the perfect pride for me would be 15 people apple picking. <laughs> oh, that's still outside. <laughs> but it's outside. You're wearing like crisp <laughs> autumnal clothing. No, it, it's in I,
0: mid-November. Yeah. I know
2: exactly. <laughs>
1: what my pride
2: would be Elliot and I went to it a couple years ago it was um but I would make it better it was the cookie convention in Los Angeles <laughs> the, the I, yeah the cookie convention yeah the, it's in it's in the convention hall it's very well air conditioned and there's just rows of food and people <laughs> walking were
1: around terrible.
2: cookies mm-hmm. were terrible i would wow. change that part of it Yeah, but i love the idea of being inside where it's
1: air conditioned with mm-hmm. accessible food a cold convention center yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's my pride <laughs> i'm not i'm not against it yeah. i love a convention center i love a convention center too
2: and and my Michael, we had lunch at the DragCon convention center thing, and he swears by those fries now. He says they're
1: the best fries oh, he's ever had. All right. Well, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Pride, Michael. <laughs> what would your aunt say? What would your aunt say about something she heard on today's episode?
0: You were in an accurate commercial. I never saw it. (laughs) (laughs) By choice? Like she protested it or she just never saw it? (laughs) She just never saw it. Because it only ran around Christmas.
2: My Aunt Anne would say, you know, I love, I have pride. I have pride in my precious moments figurines. I dust them off. I love them. I I pray to them.
1: My Aunt Joanne would say, I feel like I've seen some trans people on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent
0: Sullivan.
2: And I'm H. Allen Scott. All right. (laughs)